0: Hey guys, guess where I am? Let's take a listen. Of course, you can't hear any horns honking at the moment, but I'm in downtown New York City recording you this edition of The Shaleen Show. Thank you so much for being here. Today, because I really want to spend time with my family, I've decided I would post an episode for you that we posted to build your tribe. Now, if you already heard this episode, cool, you got the morning off, so you can go back and listen to one of my Previous episodes, you know, there's over 300, I believe, in 50 episodes. So just search Shalene Show and whatever subject you can possibly imagine you need a little bit of help with or that you're interested in. And I promise you'll find something that will meet your needs. But today is all about how to overcome procrastination. This is an episode that I previously produced to build your tribe. And I think it's just really valuable, regardless of whether you own a business or not. And as I always say, if you listen to The Shaleen Show, you need to listen to Build Your Tribe, too. In fact, if you're here today and thinking, oh, bummer, I was hoping for a new Shaleen Show. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? You should subscribe to Build Your Tribe because there's over 250 episodes there, some of which you. you haven't heard yet. So without further ado, here we go. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. How to end procrastination. It's something I think all of us entrepreneurs and people who are building businesses struggle with from time to time because, you know, if you don't have a boss, you don't have to do the things you don't want to do, and it's really easy. To stay busy? I mean, there's a boatload. There's an endless mountain of things that need to be done. But are they the most important things to be done? And then we feel like, well, we know that we're procrastinating because we're busy, yet we still haven't done those things that we know are going to take our business to the next level. The things that sometimes aren't that sexy, aren't that fun, aren't our favorite thing to do. Or maybe they're just things that you're not good at. Who likes to do things that they're not good at? Probably no one. So 10 quick tips to help you overcome procrastination in your business building. Number one: make a master list. Oftentimes we feel like we're procrastinating something, but we haven't like given it a name or a label, or identified exactly what the project is. So make a master list of everything that needs to be done, and then zero in not on the thing that's going to be the easiest or that you are most excited to do. Zero in on the thing that needs to be done. gotta tell you, half the time, it relates to email list building. You need a new freemium. Maybe you need to do some split testing to figure out which landing page is converting better for you or just understanding that the power of your email list is what separates people who are building a business in social media, which is awfully scary, versus people who have a business. If social media shuts down, you've got an email list, and we know that the power of an email list trumps the power of social media all day, every day. Number two, identify those things which probably you should procrastinate or delay. You know, I shouldn't say procrastinate because I think procrastination is when we know something needs to be done and we're not doing it. What I'm asking you to do is to identify that thing that you want to do, but you shouldn't be doing it right now. You need to delay that gratification that you feel when you do that thing. A perfect example is when I was finishing up the manuscript for the 131 Method book, which I just recently finished the manuscript for it. And there were a lot of things I wanted to do. For example, update the artwork on the podcast to include both Brock and I. Those are things I wanted to do, They need to be done, but it was important that I intentionally delay them because what needed to be done before those things needed to be done was I needed to finish the book. So it's taking a look at your list and identifying those things that you are tempted to do now, but you should intentionally delay. And that will help you stop the procrastination in the areas where you really do need to take control. Number three, Prioritize those things that move the needle in the long game. We often focus on those things that are going to give us quick wins right now. I better come up with an Instagram post. And you can spend, you know, you've done this, an hour creating an Instagram post or more and then interacting with people. Imagine if you took a few days off of Instagram, literally, and instead, did some of the things that are more foundational. If you're a new entrepreneur, I recommend that you listen to those episodes where I'm talking about email list building because that's really foundational. That is so key. Most new entrepreneurs focus on social media growth, which is great, but in my opinion, that's like focusing on buying furniture before you've found a place to live. You gotta build your foundation. Number four, Once you've figured out which things need to get done, because they're going to move the needle in the long run, break those down into bite-sized smaller tasks. Things that you can do in, say, 10 to 20 minutes, like little tasks. Sometimes, yeah, it's going to take you an hour. But like, let's say, for example, one of the lists or one of the items on your list that you've determined is a priority, is that you need to upgrade your mail server. Like let's say you've got MailChimp and you're looking into Klaviyo or Infusionsoft or any number of some of the bigger email management services. That's something you need to do. And if right now you're not segmenting your lists, you're not creating emails that keep your audience warm and connected, that's really important. And it may take some time like just the idea of reviewing or comparing side by side, those two companies that you're looking at, that might be enough for one day. And then the next day, you might make a decision and actually purchase a membership or subscription and then transfer over your account or export your current email list. And then the third day, you might add that you want to do a cleanup and send an email blast to your entire list to kind of figure out like who's opening and what your open rate is and how to re-engage your audience. So, you know, rather than thinking of that as like one big thing you have to do in one day, no, just break it down into little tasks and by the end of the week, you'll have the whole thing done. Number five, give important items a due date. One of the reasons why we procrastinate is because we can, like who's your boss? Who do you answer to? You. And we don't often give ourselves deadlines. But if you give yourself a deadline and then you tell somebody else about that deadline and then you give that person permission to follow up with you, you're going to get it done. We procrastinate often because we can. So create a situation where you can't. Number six, identify the behaviors you engage in when you are procrastinating. I know what mine are. That is for sure. I organize. (laughs) I start like going, hmm, this junk drawer needs organization. Everything needs its own little compartment. And I go into this like nesting mode and it helps my brain. It feels good. I feel like I'm being productive. But the fact of the matter is if I'm organizing, it's usually because I'm procrastinating something big. And when I catch myself doing that, I will stop and say, okay. Do I need to be organizing this right now? Is this something I really need to do? Or am I doing this because I'm avoiding that thing I know I need to do? So know what your, I like to call it, destination procrastination is so that you can catch yourself when you're doing that. Number seven, give an important, tough person the ability, permission to keep you accountable. Now, this is not a task you want to assign to someone who you can steamroll or you can sweet talk your way out of it, or you can make up excuses and they'll buy them. You've got to give somebody permission to keep you accountable. Now, if you don't have a coach who you work with, by coach, I mean like a business coach or a mentor or someone of that nature, then you need to find maybe a friend or a fellow entrepreneur. Like, you know, listen, if you've got friends who are entrepreneurs, even if they're not in the same business, this is such an awesome trade to call your friend and say, okay, listen, I've got this big project and I need to get it done and I keep procrastinating it. And so I need someone who's gonna kick my butt. Do you have anything that's like that for you? Because I am telling you, I will swap butt kicking if it helps you to get your project done and keep you accountable because I've got to bust through this procrastination on this project because it's big. And just make that trade with somebody, but pick someone who is like, they've got skin in the game. They're gonna hold you accountable. They're not going to let you off the hook. Number eight, set up incremental rewards. Too often, we just plow through our projects and we finish them without ever taking the time to experience the reward of finishing it. Like, you know how good it feels when you check a box on your to-do list and you're like, I did that. Like, I put brush my teeth on my list and I did that. Like, I will put things on my list just because it feels really good to mark them off. And I know you do that, too. But the reason why we do that is because it keeps momentum. It keeps energy. You can't see my hands right now, but I'm like doing this circular motion and I'm bobbing my head because it's like, what's the phrase? I'm going to blow it. But an object in motion stays in motion. I know I just blew that, but it's true. Like it creates a snowball effect, this momentum. So like once you start checking things off your list, that feels good. And the same is true of your big projects. The problem is we don't allow ourselves to celebrate milestones like that we are a quarter of the way through or, well, at least I've finished this part of the project. We don't give ourselves permission to celebrate it until the whole thing's done. Which means you don't get that reward and you're a human being. It's like Pavlov's dog. We know that humans and dogs both respond to rewards. That's how we build habits, it's how we build momentum, excitement, motivation. So rather than giving, you know, or not giving yourself permission to celebrate until the whole thing's done, I want you to celebrate all the individual little milestones. So again, to return to the subject of me writing this book, because it's the biggest project most recently I had to finish, every time I finished a new chapter, we would celebrate. So I would promise myself that I wouldn't work on it anymore that weekend or that day, depending on when I finished the chapter, and that we would celebrate. So Brett and I, we would either go to dinner or he would make a special dinner here at the house and I would have a glass of wine and just, we would literally celebrate it. And I didn't used to do that. I used to just beat myself up until the whole thing was done. And usually by the time the whole big project's done. I didn't celebrate it because I knew there was another big project that was waiting in the wings. So I didn't have the ability to celebrate it or feel good about it because I felt so much pressure to do the next thing. I don't live my life that way anymore. It's a slower pace. It's more fulfilling. It's more rewarding. It's less stressful. It's much happier. And it's the right pace for me. Like this is the right pace for me. You know, and everyone has their own pace. You've got to figure out your pace. Whatever that pace is, I promise you that by setting incremental milestones, you'll move at a faster pace with more momentum and greater motivation. Number nine, visualize. See the project as being done. Like know what that's going to feel like. Imagine like the, you know, I finished my whatever project party that you're going to throw. Like visualize that being done. Like I Visualized in my mind having a party at our office when I finished the manuscript. And I'm right now, because the book isn't completely done, like the manuscript's done, but we haven't gone through the final edits and like the finished, finished product with all the, you know, recipes and photos of the food. Like, you know, that early author's copy. I don't have that in my hands yet. I have the initial manuscript done. But I visualized having a little staff party once I got to that point. And when I got to that point, which happened a couple of days earlier than what I had planned. Go me. I called Brooke, our vice president. I'm like, Hey, you know what we should do? We should throw a surprise party for me and the team. <laughs> I don't like surprises, but I'm like, so let's throw a party. And she's like, all right. So we did it. You know, that very next day wasn't any big deal, but we had music playing and it was just a moment to like high five everybody who was involved in helping me to get this book done in the research and the, you know, checking of citations and the photographing of food and the testing of the recipes and the nutritional information. It takes a village. This was not a one-woman job, let me tell you. And we celebrated that milestone. The book's not done, but we celebrated a pretty major milestone. And I can already picture the party that we're going to have when the whole thing is done. And I can also picture what it's going to feel like when I see the book out in stores. So I'm visualizing, I want you to visualize it because if you don't believe this project's ever going to be complete or done or finished, it won't be. You've got to see it in your mind. You've got to believe it to be possible. And then my last and final tip for you is this. Are you ready? It's the most important one. Just start, start. People always say like, I don't know where to start. Don't worry about it if it's the right place, just freaking start. It'll fall into place for you, but it never will. And it just grows like an imaginary monster under a child's bed. When you don't start and you just keep thinking about how big this project is and how long and how daunting and how stressful and how much time and money and effort and concentration is going to take, that monster just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the bigger and scarier that monster is, the more you want to avoid it. And that gives power to procrastination just start even if it's in the wrong place even if you can only do a few minutes today starting will give you that momentum to keep you in motion and that's how you end procrastination ladies and gentlemen we are done i love you i'll talk to you soon this episode has been brought to you by the smart life push journal If you're the type of individual who loves to make lists, keep yourself on task, get organized, and there just don't seem to be enough hours in the day. This is a convenient, lightweight, simple-to-use 30-day system. This is not just a day planner. And learn how you can get your health, fitness, life, and goals organized and develop the laser focus you need to have the life that you deserve. Check it out. Go to smartlifepushjournal.com.